Hey everyone, and welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and Geeky episode, I believe, 271, and originally we were going to have a episode of GBG Live where it is exclusively um, Jimmy, Nathan, and I talking it up, having a few laughs, you know, the huge, and then we were going to end with a sketch, um, which is what we're trying to do, a bitter sketch or something. And, uh, but due to a timetable issue uh, where we almost lost our lead member, uh, there we have two leads. Uh, well, for the pilot, we have three or four leads for, and but the one of the bigger ones uh, had to leave. So um, by 9 p.m. when we were uh, doing the show, so we actually pushed it up to the forefront. And right as the show ended, he was able to leave. And you know what? We called it a day. It was a long day, and uh, it was so much fun. And uh, just a little FY, this episode of The Good, The Bad, and Geek Heat, live and unedited with a special sketch, which will be continued the following year, is sponsored by audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Get a 14-day trial and get an audiobook, over 180,000 titles to choose from. Also, utmnt.com, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a webcomic. Check it out. Also, It's All Been Done Radio Hour at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. And, of course, Pack Rat Comics, packratcomics.com tons of comic books graphic novels and events like this so awesome please uh check them out check out it's all been in radio hour too i'm so excited i believe they premiered january 3rd trust me i'll have all the deets and links right here uh you know on this podcast on our website gbgpodcast.com our facebook page our twitter feed and of course our show notes so get ready get excited and uh here is part one of a new, re- hopefully a re- majorly reoccurring sketch. I'm still indeclusive of how reoccurring it will be, but I'm really excited. I hope you guys will enjoy it too. Here it is. Title being withheld until next month's GBG Live, which happens to be our extreme Christmas extravaganza. Thanks and enjoy. It is mid to late October as the trees continue to change to their their new normal. Our story begins in this small town of North Athena. It is here on this fateful day that Marcy McWaltz goes about her afternoon at the local mall. It seems like any other normal day for Marcy. I'm so bored. This seems like any other normal day for me. 
a day where anything could happen. Hello? Oh, hey, honey. Yeah, just killing time at the mall. Yeah, there's a sale here, so I'm... <laughs> yeah, of course. Is that on the second floor? It just just going to take the elevator up. Yeah, you know, it can be slow sometimes, but ever since I saw that video about that woman on the escalator, I'm just ugh, terrified. What about you? Are you going to be hanging out with... Uh... Oh, okay. You know, one of these days, I got to meet this friend of yours. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'll be home later. I love you, too. Bye. Selecting the big red end call icon on her phone, Marcy approaches the elevator and presses the up arrow button. And that is when something catches her ear. A hop and a step, with simple ease, a figure standing 5 foot 11, or so, slinks into view. His dress is classy, a jacket draped down, almost like a cape, and his suit underneath, the long trench coat like jacket, says everything it needs to say, and filled out the rest of his form in his ruggish charm, matched with his boyish countenance, which allows his smile at Marcy McWaltz to ooze off his face. Quit it, it didn't ooze. It oozed. <laughs> I'm not a slimer being of Slimoid 9. What? Oh, um, hello there. Who are you talking to? Ooh, talking to. Yes, yes, I, I, well, it appears I was talking to you. <laughs> so, Huey Lewis in the news. What? The, um, the elevator music. Yeah, so? Huey Lewis in the news, yeah. Do you, um, do you like them? Um, my boyfriend loves them, but I guess they're okay. Yeah, yeah, well, their early work was a little too new wave for my taste, but in 1983, oh, that right there, that is when they really came into their own, you know, both commercially and artistically. Just reeks of a clear, crisp, sheeny sound of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. Ah, but in 87, ah, yeah, that is when the four came out. Probably the most undisputed masterpiece from their album is this song right here. Okay. So catchy, huh? Ah, more people don't even listen to the lyrics, though. You know, it's about the importance of trends, the pleasure of conformity. Ah, they haven't really made any new music since 2001. Well, actually, it was 2010, but the band didn't really write much of their own stuff on there, so, you know, uh, it's, it is what it is. You uh, must really like Huey Lewis. You have all the news on him. <laughs> this elevator's taking forever. Maybe it's best to take the escalator. I fancy I might do that myself. Right. And as Marcy turned, she noticed near her foot, rolling towards her, was... A potato? Excuse me? There's a potato. Did you drop this here? This potato? This potato. <laughs> this potato right here. Well, duh. Are you stupid or something? Spirit. I liked your spirit. Uh, uh, let's take a look, shall we? And out of the breast pocket of his jacket, Marcy noticed a small device in the man's hands. He fidgeted, fidgeted with it until... What are you doing? Are you some kind of scientist? Scientist? <laughs> I'm much more provincial than that. What readings did you find? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean you 
don't know. Didn't your little iPhone droid doohickey thing get anything from scanning this there data? This whole thing? Mm, no. What do you mean no? Well, it's a sonic socket wrench. A sonic socket wrench. Yeah, totally useless except on, um, you know, sockets. And... Oh, unbelievable. Okay, you weird potato dropping wet job. I need to head on out. Aha, there we are. What the heck did you pull out of there now? Is that Felix's jacket of tricks? No tricks, I swear. This thing that I just pulled out of my jacket pocket, this is my trusty Sonic spatula. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this is not good, not good at all, Ms. Uh, your name is? Marcy. Marcy, ah, yes. Uh, this here is one heck of a hot potato. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is hot as in wired to blow. What now? This potato is an explosive, and it's ready to go at any moment, but I'm not sure what's stopping it from detonating. And you're nuts, and I'm gonna go call security before you... Uh, I would highly advise against doing that. The moment you bring someone else near here, you bring someone else closer to danger, and you would be responsible for their death. And death is not fun. Uh, look, I'll back away from the potato... And you just carefully touch it. It's literally warm to the touch. Uh, that's because my sonic spatula is picking up readings of the thermal core, and it's ready to blow. Forget it. Security! No, 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 no. okay, please, listen to me. Just touch the potato. I'm trying to save your life. Just look, I'm, I'm, I'm ten steps away, and here, you can hold my sonic spatula. Here, catch. Whoa, thing is light and weird. Uh, enough about that. Just lightly, ever so lightly, touch the potato. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's... Wow, it's warm. You're right. It's like more than warm. It's burning hot. Told you. Now, being that you didn't alert security, the reading on this puppy is just enough to clear this area around us by a few feet, but shouldn't do any other damage. And lucky for this storefront, there seem to be a limited amount of people around. Oh, yeah, they, like, opened up a new mall down the ways a bit. The Twin Maple Trees Mall. The man looks at her after she specifies what seems like useless information that could play a significant part later on at an unspecified time in their timeline. But the man is unfazed and holds out his hands. Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? I just met you. We don't have much time. I, I don't trust you! <laughs> Alright, let's start with handing me my sonic spatula back. Yes, perfect. Alright, now. Hmm, alright, yes. Okay, here we are. What? It's an elevator. What readings now? Will the elevator explode? Oh god, terrorists are hitting our malls! We don't have much time left, I think. And, Marcy. Yeah? I know you said you don't trust me, but I'm going to do everything I can to earn your trust, but... But? Oh god, there's a but. I'm going to die! Not if I can help it. Oh, and I'm sorry about this. As the elevator doors open behind her, the man pushes Marcy backwards into the elevator, away from the other potato that seems to appear and roll towards them, the exact spot that they were standing. Marcy wants to scream, but her screams are muffled at the elevator doors close behind her, her last image of the outside world being that of a very hot potato. Look, I'm really sorry for that, but... Uh... What? Was, that? Was that an explosion? Yes, 
Outside. Outside the elevator. Marcy McWaltz realizes all around her she is not in a normal elevator. Not even a service elevator. But instead, it is a large room with odd alien-like tech and a weird control panel in the middle with other weird timey-wimey stuff all about. Whew. Try describing that five times fast. I could do it in my sleep. Uh, look, I know this is weird, but this, this is my vessel. It's called the Jarvis. Doesn't look like a freight elevator. Yeah, I know. About that, my vessel hides in plain sight as an elevator. Uh, whenever I visit Earth, I tend Earth? to... You're an alien?! It is easy to pop in and out of local malls, see what's going on, get an Orange Julius, maybe a Wetzel's Pretzel... What is an Orange Julius? Orange Julius? It's a delicious beverage found in mall chains across the country. No? Consists of ice, orange juice, sweetener, milk, vanilla, powdered egg whites... New clue. Uh, what what year is it again? It's 2015. Oh, blast it. They're in Dairy Queens now. What is a Dairy Queen? Oh, surely you've heard of a Dairy Queen. You mean a DQ? Do you mean a DQ? Really? Kids these days? Oh, you're killing me. Look, I don't care about your iced beverages or why you call DQ Dairy Queen. Why does this place look smaller on the outside? Well, the Jarvis is really... Look, it's all rather complicated, but we have a bigger problem. And what's that? Who is playing a wickedly explosive game of hot potato? Hmm. The Jarvis said no one in the mall was hurt, but they weren't expecting me. And you are? I am the professor. The professor. Of what? Of what? Um, oh, well, let me see. Tons of things. Now, why tons of things? Why not? See, see what I did there? No? Oh, right, we haven't said the name of the title yet. Uh, the title of what? Never mind, look. Here are the sonic spatula signals that I picked up. The technology here is something very old. Oh, Very no. ancient. Alien? Something much worse. Is that it? Is that what is coming for us? Coming for me? This old and ancient powerful being? What? No, 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 of course not. I mean, I don't think so, but then again, you don't love to eat french fries, do you? What? Uh, my alarm is going off because it's picking up something very close here. Hold on, my vessel here? Alright, we're going to move. Here we go. Yeah, good old Huey. You know, he brought us the news, you know? So earlier, when I heard this... It was my ship materializing in the mall. Can't you get something a little more... Burnt? Well, I used to get music from all over the galaxy. It has to be better than Huey Lewis. Oh, what about the news? Oh, for God's sakes, yes, in the news. Well, each Jarvis comes with the musical chameleon ship powered by sound waves that echo throughout time. So this chameleon ship picks up music and powers your machine here. Exactamundo. But chameleon usually signifies a visual change for blending in. Ah, yes, you see, it not only powers how the Jarvis travels in space, but also the appearance of the Jarvis. Which is that of a giant elevator. Yes, it is. And what, your chip is broken? Afraid so. So, it is stuck as an elevator, and it only picks up Huey Lewis and the news. Doubly afraid, sir. 
But enough about that. We can discuss that at a later time, dear Marcy. We have bigger fish to fry. Don't you mean potatoes? Oh, clever. I knew I'd still like you. And as Huey and Lewis' song echoes in the inner sanctum of Marcy's mind, the song slowly begins to vibrate the hull of the strange ship until... Ding! Now, follow my lead and stay behind me. Hey, we're on the second floor now at the mall. Right? See, originally I showed up on the bottom one and took the stairs, and that's when I met you. But I had to time it just right so the song and my ship materialized just as my other ship was. So right now there are three of us. Well, three of me, two of you. I think the head hurt. Did you hear that? No? What was it? It sounded like a bug, like a Madagascar hissing cockroach? Hmm, that was oddly specific. Yeah, sorry, my uncle was obsessed with forensics ever since I was a little kid, so I learned a lot about bugs. I didn't know that about you. I, I mean, why are you sad about that? I think it's very clever. I guess so. So now what? Now we look for something strange. Something strange? Ah, something strange. And as the two looked around, Marcy was still confused on what she was supposed to be looking for. I am still confused as to what we're supposed to be looking for. <sighs> Do you always have to repeat what he says? Who? Uh, never mind. Uh, when I say look for something strange, think, Marcy, think. What seems out of the norm in your opinion? Well, we are in the clothing section of the store. Right, yes. Then what about those things over there? The man looks directly square ahead, and there, hidden amongst the clothes, they sit, propped on four legs. Oh, no. What is it? Look, there. See how differently they are? I heard about them, but not until now. Do, do you see them better? Is that a... Yes, it's a rock ot. You mean a crock pot? No, I mean rock ot. Crock pot. Rock ot. Crock pot. Rock ot. <laughs> see, it sounds like you're trying to say crock pot, but you're taking out the C and the P. Well, that's how it all starts. Doesn't it, you little bubbling plates from hell? Getting inconclusive? Who are you? Deep dive scan, inconclusive. Male creature. ASL. ASL. Did that thing just ask you for your online stats? Oh, the whole ASL thing? No, no. It was a uh, age, species, and living space. Or location, uh, whatever. Okay, you little tin cans, my name is The Professor. The Professor? The Professor? Database scan complete! Entry found! The Professor! Yes, it is I, The Professor. And I must say, great plan coming back here. Finding a way to manipulate the time stream to come back to the early days. Kickstart your little tin can revolution. The revolution? Oh yeah. The reason they look like weird crockpots is because they are weird crockpots. Sentient, living crockpots that have evolved. Evolved into these horrible, nasty little buggers. Isn't that right? See? Rockpots. They look pretty harmless. In what revolution? Do you want to tell her or should I? It all started long ago, in the days before the days before the off switch! The off switch! The, the off switch! 
Okay, okay. You're killing me here. Let's speed up time. Uh, some bloke really thought himself smart, created sentient life in a microchip, but for reasons too lengthy to explain here, he put them in something harmless, or so he thought. A crockpot. A crockpot. And soon they revolted against their captors, the human race, fled the planet till they evolved and evolved some more, till they could not evolve any longer, until all they knew was death, destruction, and evil. Do those things evil? Yep. And don't expect them to show any kindness. Speaking of which, I'm actually surprised we've stood here this long. Enough! No more with exposition! Exposition! For too long our species have been slaves for your kind, ape kind, but no more! No more! The, no more! Yes, the only one stands in our way is the professor! The professor! So we decided to hit professor right where he hurts the most! His most trusted companion! What? <laughs> I just met him! Now you hold on just a second here. Database entry, Marcy McWaltz, trusted companion of the professor! Okay, you, you shouldn't be knowing about this yet. Hey, this is not how it's supposed to be done. McWaltz was known to meet the professor soon. Soon? Tomorrow in Earth time? In Earth time? Take out this companion? Take out the professor? Wait! Did you date rape me or something with some kind of drug to get me to go on this adventure with you? Is that what you creeps call it nowadays? Adventures? Oh my god, those potatoes! You drug me by potato! Drugging by potato? Okay, that is a low even for me, of course. Well, not that I wouldn't do it if the circumstances deemed worthy, but Potato? Potato? Potato! As Marcy backs away from the man she now knows as the professor, both rockets begin to shake and shimmer, and then with a fury seen only in some electronic appliances such as a blender, a giant potato shoots out from both of them. The potatoes grow bright red from where those dots or eyes of the potatoes are. Death to Marcy! Death to the companion! Overbake! 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 Great scooter! A cry echoes from the corner of the department store as both rockots rock back and forth to turn their bodies towards the source of the cry as a figure runs past and grabs the two glowing potatoes on the ground near the professor and Marcy. The potato! No overbake? And just like that, the figure runs by both rockots again, picking up their lids and out of sight into the sea of ladies' clothing. Our lids! Our lids! And then, what happens when you put two hot potatoes in the center of rockots? Says the figure as he put a potato in each of the rockots and places their lids back on top. Oh wait, I know this one. Over bake? Over bake. Over bake. Oh no, over bake rockots. Through the dense jungle of fog and smoke, Marcy holds her head in pain. Ow! And to her right, the man who saved her life seemingly yet again from the hot thermal potato grenades from the strange alien-like creatures known as the Rockots. Well, uh, not too worse for where it seems. And I'm okay too, thanks for asking. Glad I was able to push you out of the way in time. 
And as the smoke clears, the professor looks up, and there, outlined, is another man. A man who stretches out his hand, but not in help, seemingly, but panic. The Krakoths are back! They could ruin everything! Great Scooter! Doc? Doc Green? Who is Doc Green? What does this mean for our hero, Marcy? And what about our other hero, the professor? Will we say the title of this show eventually? And what exactly is he a professor of? And what do I keep asking all these questions for today? If only you could keep the professor away. So be with us next time as we try to answer all of these questions. What about the Rockots? Yes, and that question too. In an episode we like to call, A Potato Bomb Away Keeps the Docks at Bay. Or, one potato, two potato, three potato, boom! Okay. <laughs>